In episode 447, which is part two of a friendship series I did with two of my soul sisters, Sally Jane Douglas and Tamsin Neal. If you haven't listened to part one from last week, make sure you do because it is jam-packed with so much goodness. The following episode of The Melissa Ambrosini Show is ad-free and uninterrupted. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide and Comparisonitis. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to part two of the friendship series with two of my best soul sisters, Sally and Tamsin. If you haven't listened to part one from last week, please do. It is so good and full of tips, tricks, and strategies on how to call in your soul sisters and how to nourish your friendships. I get asked a lot about friendships and I thought what better way to talk about it than with two of my besties. Today, you are going to hear about how to consciously uncouple with friends, how to set boundaries, how to let friendships go with ease and grace, plus so much more. And if you haven't heard last week's episode, I want to give you a little bit of a background on these two incredible women. Sally is a women's empowerment mentor and feminine embodiment coach with over 15 years of experience working with and supporting women. She is deeply committed to empowering women to develop the inner confidence and self-trust, to overcome self-doubt and second-guessing that keeps them from feeling stuck and disconnected from themselves. She compassionately guides women to reconnect with themselves and align with their truth so they can live their fullest potential and flourish in all areas of their lives. And Tamsin is a plant-based recipe developer and an incredibly good one at that, a mental health advocate, health and wellness educator, and lover of all things ethical, sustainable, and natural living. She supports others in transitioning to a more connected lifestyle powered by plants and nature through her brand, Salty Peaches. Her work is deeply rooted in creating ways to embrace an abundant life, glowing health, and sustainable way of being by sharing delicious recipes, tips, and tools that have supported her throughout her journey to vibrant health and happiness. Do yourself a favor and make sure you listen to last week's episode, part one, as well, because there is so much goodness in there that I do not want you to miss out on. But now, without further ado, let's kick off part two with Sally and Tamsin. How do you make time when life gets so hectic? So for me personally, when we talk about life being hectic, I don't like the terminology. Everyone has the same amount of hours in a day because it's just, it's it's not the same. It's not like that. But it's choosing what's important to us right? And yes, there are always things that are out of our control that that are happening, but there's so much that is in our control. And sometimes we just need to look at like what we are choosing and what we are prioritizing. So for me, if life feels hectic and life feels crazy and I don't have any time to see my friends and I'm feeling a little low in the friendship cup, then I can sit down and look at 
okay, well, if I really want to prioritize my friendship, then what kind of needs to be put to the side for a little while? Or yeah, just kind of rejiggling those priorities and how I'm using my time. But then also just sharing that with my friends as well. I'm just saying like, hey, like I'm full at the moment. I really want to spend some time with you guys. I really miss you. It might be a phone call over the, you know, the next couple of weeks might just be a phone call because I'm not going to have time to get to any of the picnics or the catch-ups or, hey, I'm, I'm feeling really overwhelmed at the moment. I'm feeling pretty full on. I may not check in as much. Is it okay if you check in with me because I may forget to, or, you know, the time may get away on me, things like that. So just really looking at what is going on and if there's anything you can strip back because a lot of things we are choosing and we, I know that all three of us choose to prioritize our friendship. Like our friendship is right at the top, you know, health, other things like that as well. But friendship is one of the number one things for us. So we, we make and we find the time. Absolutely. And I think it's not spreading yourself too thin as well. You know, life is full. We have families and friends and work and all of these amazing things going on. But at the end of the day, we are in control of our calendar and we get to choose what we put in our calendar. And if we want it to be jam-packed with no white space, like that's our choice and we can create space as well. So I know a lot of people put self-care at the bottom of their to-do list. And this amazing book that I've recently read called How to Break Up with Friends with Erin Falconer, who's coming on the show. She's already been on the show. She's coming back on the show to talk about this book. But she says, often when we're overwhelmed and stressed and feel like life is crazy, the first thing that goes off our to-do list is our lunch catch up with our bestie or our cup of tea catch up with our friends when really that's what we need the most. But we push those things to the side because we think, oh, I just need to get this work thing done and this family thing done. But the most nourishing, soul nourishing thing we could do is have a half an hour cup of tea with one of our girlfriends. So what do you do, Sal, when you feel like life is full? Well, I think it is about priorities, like Tam said, and a good way to look at it and something to think about is every time you say yes to something, what are you saying no to? Are you saying yes to doing this for this person and that for that person? Are you saying no to yourself? Are you saying no to what your priorities are? Are your boundaries not there? Because every time we say yes to something else, we're saying no possibly to us or something else in our lives because there isn't just more than 24 hours in the day so we can't fit everything in often you know like you're saying we can't spread us well we don't want to spread ourselves too thin and not everything can happen in one day so I think getting clear on that and noticing that and exactly like you said Mel that when we need it the most is it I don't know who says it but if you can't find 10 minutes a day to meditate you need to meditate for an hour right it's the same thing like when we feel like oh I'm so stressed there's so much going on it's like okay what would I actually need to do to support me to feel better to nourish myself to feel feel energized, more connected, and then I'll be able to move through all those things that you do need to do with more ease, more flow. So yeah. Yes, I love that. Next question. My best friend lives in Italy. I'm in France. How do you keep in touch? I mean, we're very lucky to live in a time where we have FaceTime and Zooms and those sorts of things, but I have lots of friends that live in LA. I've got three of my closest girlfriends that live in LA and we do FaceTime. And I think that's really important. I also have other friends that don't live right in where I live. They live, you know, an hour away or two hours away. 
And FaceTime is amazing. And booking those in, I think it's really important. Scheduling them in. Yes, things happen and you can reschedule, but putting in a little date, a little FaceTime date. You can also book in holidays together. I think it's a really nice thing to get excited about, to have something that you two are both excited about, plan, you can get organized. That's really fun. And also an amazing app, which I feel like has allowed me to keep in touch with a lot of my friends is Voxer. (laughs) It's a voice messaging app. And I think it's just an awesome tool. I don't know. Do you guys think so? Mm -hmm. Mm. Absolutely. (laughs) When we're not together, that's how we chat pretty much all day, every day. (laughs) We're not in person. And yeah, a lot of my friends being back home in New Zealand, that's how we keep in in touch too with with voice messaging because it's so beautiful to put those dates into the calendar and set that time aside and committing to those. But also life happens, you know, and a few of my friends back home are mums now and some of those catch-ups sometimes don't happen, but they'll always send me a beautiful 15 minute long voice message, you know, just letting them know what's happening and like catch me up on everything. And then I can kind of reply to that. So it's, yeah, there's so much beautiful technology that we can kind of use for that kind of thing at the moment. Use to our advantage. Mm. Yeah. It's not all doom and gloom. Like we kind of sometimes paint the picture of social media and those types of things. We have access to so much. And I was even thinking like, what we might do being friends in person, but you can do with friends overseas or anything like that. Like a lot of people love to watch Netflix series and things like this and then catching up over that. And that kind of gives you more of a pull to like connect more often because it's so easy, like we were saying, to just kind of push it aside. But if you're like, okay, every week we watch this show that comes out and we get to chat about it and then we chat about life. And when we're open and we're more connected with people, then we can often be more vulnerable. So it's not just like surface level, let's just talk about Sex in the City episode. But the more we connect with people, the more we feel we can trust them, the more we feel safe to them, and the more we can drop in deep with them as opposed to just once every six months catch up and that's what's really surface level and we don't feel nourished. Do you feel like working out what type of friends each person is is important? Like going, okay, you're in my inner circle like, and I'm really going to nourish that and I'm okay with that person being a, a six-month catch-up. You know, I'm okay with that. That's cool. That's our friendship. We just catch up every six months and when we do, it's like nothing has changed. We have the best chat. It's like no time has passed, but I'm okay with just a six month or a year check-in. You know, do you feel like we need to define the inner circle or then the outer circle in How to Break Up with Friends? She talks about the inner circle, then the outer circle. She feels like five people in that more inner circle. And then like around, you know, that outer circle, you can have like up to 10 or something. And then there's everyone else on the circle outside of that. But what do you guys think? I think, okay, so in regards to kind of like capacity wise, we can't give our 100% to 50 different women every single day, be on the boxes, checking in with all of them. It's not realistic. It's not sustainable. So I think that's a really beautiful way of putting it is, you know, thinking about your inner circle and maybe that's five women and you're like, I'm so committed to creating this deep, intimate connection with them. And that takes a little bit more work because they do take work. Then that next outer circle might be, you know, a few more and you see them less often, like Melissa said. One thing that I became aware of probably a couple of years ago working with a psychologist is just being aware when we compartmentalize friends 
and put them into groups. I think it's very different to what you're talking about, but when we do have certain groups of friends and they don't ever meet each other and they don't ever integrate and you're compartmentalizing them, what can tend to happen is you can subconsciously or unintentionally shift into a different person for each of those friends groups, your high school friends, your current friends, your away friends, you know, whatever those compartment of friends may be. And I think a really beautiful thing to think of is opportunities to bring all those groups of friends together when you can. And sometimes it's weird and sometimes it's uncomfortable. You know, you might have a gathering and you're like, oh, I've brought three different groups of friends together and they don't know each other and they've got completely different interests. And But I think it's just really important for our heart and our soul and our spirit to not be separating ourselves and our lives into so many different compartments of friends. And I think it's something that we may naturally do, but since becoming aware of it, I now try and introduce as many of my different friends to each other as possible. And they don't have to be best buddies and they don't even have to be friends. But for me, it's just knowing that there's no compartment, that these are just all beautiful souls in my life. But very different, again, from what we said to the inner circle, the mid and the outer. But yeah, something that I feel like was really important for me and shifted my friendships a lot. Mm, yeah, I like that. And sometimes that's not possible if you're not living close mm. by, but when you are, and it is, you get that awkward. I can remember having that awkward feeling like, oh, they're going to like each other. They're going to talk. Is it going to be awkward there in two separate groups? But if you're the common denominator and you're a wonderful person, which we all are, then nine times out of 10, they're going to mingle because the commonality is you (laughs) and they're going to want to connect and be like, oh, well, if Sally likes this person, then I'll probably like this person. So yeah, I love that. Mm, Beautiful. How do you handle disagreements? I think we are really open to knowing that we don't have to agree on everything to be friends, to be soul sisters. You know, I think that's important. As we were talking about earlier, that we can have conversations and completely disagree and get curious. It comes back to that curiosity and respect to see that, oh, wow, someone else thinks differently than me. Of course, probably so many people in this, this world think so differently to me. And that's how we learn and grow and understand other perspectives. If we keep ourselves kind of in a little box, we just, or a bubble, whatever you want to call it, we don't understand the world around us. So it is really important. And if there is any kind of upset, then we just communicate it really clearly, right? Coming back to CCC, if there is something that needs to be communicated for whatever it is, a disagreement, an upset or anything. But often, I mean, that's not the most common thing that would happen with us. It would more just be like, oh, really? You think that? Oh, I think this. This is my experience. And we'll just have a conversation. It's just like a conversation that we all agree on. It's just a conversation that many of us disagree on. It's just a conversation. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And I think something that we do really well is we celebrate our differences. You know, I think it's so easy to meet a new bestie and be like, oh my God, we love this. And oh, we love the same this. And oh, we did this the same way. And oh, we've got the same dress, whatever it might be. We get so excited about those things. But if we can kind of get used to celebrating our differences as well, then when those differences do come up, then we're like, oh, you know, we disagree on that rather than be like, oh, we disagree on that. So kind of changing the perspective on the differences and Arguments are going to happen. We've worked on our friendships like we've worked on relationships, right? So we, we're not perfect, but we are in a place where we feel comfortable kind of talking things out. And I know that not everyone's necessarily going to be in that place. So 
when, you know, arguments do arise, kind of treating them like we do in our normal relationships, just maybe we need some space away from each other for a little while before that, you know, for the heat to cool off and for the energy to dissipate and then kind of come back together once we were clear on why we were hurt and what we want to say. And yeah, mutual respect is huge because we want to be heard. So just giving that other person the opportunity to be heard as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everyone wants to be safe, seen, soothed and secure. So yeah, and coming back to the, the respect again, I think that's been a big common theme throughout this whole episode, love and respect and crystal clear communication. And this kind of leads to this question, should you always support your friend's decisions no matter what? <laughs> no matter what. No matter what. That's a big statement. What are your thoughts? Well, I think it's supporting the person in what they're wanting to do and what they are choosing for their life because we're all on our own journeys. If I don't agree with something that you choose, it's not my place necessarily to say, well, I don't think you should do that. I think you need to do this because you're on your journey and that's what you're choosing to do. I could express, oh, I really feel like this is maybe not the best for you or I'm concerned about this or anything like that without kind of putting it into like stop but I'm always going to and then and then follow that with but I'm always going to support you I'm always going to support you and be here for you no matter what so it's kind of like yes I'm going to always be there I mean unless someone's being rude and disrespectful and all those types of things that's a different conversation but I think we're not always going to agree on decisions that each other make and that's okay that's kind of like yeah exactly like you said the other question about agreeing we're not always going to agree we're not always going to love what people choose to do if it then crosses our boundaries or we feel like it's not aligned with our values then we can check in with ourselves and what we want to do not put that on someone else well you have to fit this box for me so then I can be friends with you no it comes back to us if it gets to that level I guess Mm, yeah absolutely everything you just said and yeah Remembering that everyone is their own person, right? Everyone is their own person, their own journey. You're going to make your decisions based on your belief system, your values, your perspectives, your past experiences. But this person that may be making these choices that you don't agree with has completely different past experiences and belief system based on how they grew up, the people they surrounded themselves with, all these kinds of things. And I think between the three of us, we've all probably done things, you know, that the other person hasn't agreed with or been super, well, agreeable with, but it's still holding space and allowing them to be on their journey. And then, you know what, if it doesn't work out, if it does prove to be a bad decision, then being there for them when things do fall apart or being there for them when things do get tricky or when they realize that they've made a mistake, all of those kinds of things. Because yeah, support is unconditional love, like right, is what that comes back to, loving them unconditionally. Do you feel like we should express our concern if there is something that we don't necessarily agree with? Do you think we should express our concern and then do what Sally said and said, and I'm going to support you either way? Or do you feel like we just zip it? What do you guys think? Me personally, from my experience, expressing concern it can be really nuanced right yeah, I agree super nuanced it depends, it depends. yes it depends um, and it depends on the level of relationship you have how intimate the connection is the sensitivity the sensitivity exactly how much you know respect and, and things there are there but expressing the concern followed with I will still support you and be there for you no matter what 
I just want to voice this to you because I love you so much and I care for you so much. And I understand that you may not agree and that's so okay. I just wanted to let you know. Yeah, I think that's, I've, I personally feel like it's important to express concern, but yeah, sometimes there are times you shouldn't. Mm. It really depends on what the topic is and yes. what we're talking about. Like if it's about you buy the red dress or the blue dress and they choose the red dress, I'm really concerned that yeah. you should get the blue dress. Like, probably not necessary. Like, mm-hmm. sure, babe, go for it. Whatever you feel good yeah, in. Exactly. Um, but if there's something where you feel like um, you can see a pattern that's happening with them or they're, yeah, anything that you can see that, you're kind of concerned for their well-being, I guess. You can express it. It doesn't mean that you control it and you influence it. But if it's coming from a place of love, not like, mm, I wouldn't do that, not a judgment, but coming from a place of love and expressing in that way often will be received well. Mm. And you can also ask really open-ended, amazing questions. If there's something that you can see that might not be beneficial for their well-being, like asking some very open-ended questions that gets them to self-inquire. And because often the transformation happens when we come to it within ourselves, not when someone tells us, don't date that guy or don't do that. We need to experience that ourselves. So asking questions is a really great thing to do to allow them to go within and go, hmm, well, maybe I'll rethink about that, you know? And one thing I do with a few of my girlfriends is say, would you like my feedback? Would you like, and some people say, I'm not looking for a solution. I'm not looking for feedback. Or sometimes it's like, would you like it? I've got one girlfriend in particular and she lives in Bali and she's like, I want to share this with you and get your perspective and and see how you feel about this. And we'll do that. And I'll go to her saying that. And then sometimes I won't, I'll just be sharing and she'll just be listening and holding that space. So being really open in that communication, like I don't want advice. I don't want anything. Or yeah, I'd really love your perspective. I'm still going to do this because for me personally, I love hearing other people's perspectives just out of curiosity. I'm not always, but often I do, but it doesn't shift what I choose because I make the decision for myself first before I would be curious about other people's perspectives, which I think is important. So then you're not like, oh, what, what would they say? What would they say? What would they say? And then you just kind of lose your own guidance, inner guidance. I think you touched on something really important there too, that whole recognition of that unsolicited advice as well as a friend. And that's something that I am hands down still working on, but my friends also know that as well. But yeah, asking if they would like your opinion or asking if they would like your perspective is huge because a lot of the time they don't and sometimes they do. So yeah, always asking is just a beautiful way to empower them to then receive that perspective if they want it. Because otherwise, if you're just giving it to them and they didn't ask for it, that's when things can kind of get a little bit tricky. Mm. I know for me personally, I will say, what are your thoughts on this? Or yeah, I'd love your perspective on this. Or let me just bounce something off you, you know, and just using that sort of language opens up the dialogue to two people. And I know even I have to do this with Nick. I will preface the conversation by saying, I don't want you to fix this and this is what's happened. Or I'll say, I really need your perspective on this or I'd love your perspective on it. So you can either preface it either way. And I think that comes back to crystal clear communication and practicing that. It's really important. And I don't usually tend to share really deep stuff with people who I don't want their opinion of. 
I would kind of only open up that dialogue with someone who I would potentially want their input on that situation. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think it's important to be selective with who you go to about certain topics. And what do they say? Like, don't go to someone for money advice if they're broke and like have 12 different loans. These types of things that we want to be discerning, which I think is a really powerful quality to be like, okay, do I want that person's perspective? It does that reflect any part of me? Is it useful? Is it going to support me to make my decision? Like there's things to think about rather than just be like, who can I call? Just call everyone the first person to answer and then go blah, 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 blah. And then you're like, oh, that's not what I would have thought. That's what I didn't want to do. But now that's what they're saying. And then that's when we can get a bit, yeah, like I said before, like lose our inner inner radar, inner intuition, all of that when we want to stay connected to that, not misguided. Yeah. Choose. Brene Brown says, They have to be worthy of your story. Like, are they worthy of your story? She has five people's names on a little post-it note in her wallet. And whenever something happens, say there's some trolling or something like that, or someone says something that upsets her, she will open that little post-it note and she's like, did any of those people say those things to me? Because they're the opinions that I really care about. You know, like Sarah from Seattle on Instagram, who I've never met, do I really need to take on her opinion about this? So yeah, like really becoming discerning with who you share your story with and who you let in. They've got to earn it. They've got to earn your trust. They do. They've got to earn your trust. And like you said, you know, you wouldn't go to someone who is in a lot of debt for money advice. You wouldn't go to someone for relationship advice who's been maybe divorced seven times. You wouldn't go to someone who's very unhealthy and overweight for personal training advice. Like really choose, choose and go where you feel inspired and get their opinion or perspective, you know. But then, yes, you come back to yourself and always that is your number one North Star, you know, follow that. Mm, Yeah, 100%. How do you find the right balance between taking care of your needs versus your friend's needs? I love this question. Me too. Again, personal experience, my needs come first. 100%. I'm always a person where if my cup is not full, I cannot serve any of my girlfriends. I can't. If I'm feeling tired and overwhelmed and any of these things, I'm not a great friend and I'm not a great person to to be reaching out to or providing support. So I think first and foremost, my needs will always come first and then that of my girlfriends will come second. And beautiful word that I love from my girl Sally is, is not necessarily balance, but it's a harmony. You know, it's a dance between the two. It doesn't have to be one more than the other or swinging back and forth, integrating self-care or self, you know, whatever it is that you need into your days to fill your cup. And if you're doing that on a daily basis, weekly basis, wherever you are allocating the time, then you're going to be overflowing with that energy and with the capacity to be there for your girlfriends. So yeah, that's what's for me. I come first, you guys come second, but I love you so much. (laughs) And I think you're really good at that, Tam. I think we all are, but I've noticed that you've been really practicing that strongly lately, which is beautiful. And that's because we all value that and we celebrate that of each other. Like, actually, I need something. I can't do that anymore. I can't show up 
as I wanted to. I'm like, okay, babe, because we love you and we want each one, all of us, to be full, to be overflowing, to be happy, to be nourished. So we definitely, I think, all put ourselves first and we all love spending time together and then we'll be like, okay, can't wait to go home and like have some introverted time and like fill back up again because that's like, especially for Tam and I, that's how we like refill is that solo time and we we know that. So it's like, oh no, I can't, I don't want to come to that. I will come to the thing tomorrow because I really need some time out. That just putting ourselves first and crystal clear communication. I feel like every one of these questions comes back to crystal clear communication to express that. And real friends, true friends, soul sisters will receive that and respect that because they love you and they want the best for you. Absolutely. And if you are doing daily self-care, you are full. There are going to be times where you don't feel full and then you up it and then you say, no, thank you. I can't come to that. I feel like as well with all of us, and this is how I live my life and run my business, if it's not a full body hell yeah, it's a no thank you. If I don't do anything that I don't want to do, I don't go because I'm like, oh, I should go, like, oh, they're going to get, like, I just don't do that anymore. I only go to things because I really want to be there and it feels good in my body. So I think come back to your center, come back to yourself and always fill yourself up and then ask yourself, is this a hell yeah? And always listen to that because if you go and it's not a hell yeah, you'll walk away feeling depleted and exhausted and resentful, you know, coming back to that little seed of resentment that we were talking about. So fill yourself up. That needs to be at the top of your to-do list every day. Like we know this now, guys, self-care is essential. I bang on and on and on about it. It's so important. Yeah, so important. It's not a luxury. <laughs> and the second we, and that check-in of like, am I shooting all over myself? Am I saying yes to this because I feel like I should, or mum said I should, or someone else will think I'm rude or whatever the thing is, that check-in, am I shooting all over myself? I think is a powerful question to ask ourselves. Absolutely. Mm. One more thing just to add to that, I think it's really important too, is it's okay to change your mind, especially as a many gen, if you're committing too far out and then on the day thinking of going literally makes you want to cry, it's okay to change your mind because I feel like for me, I would always be like, no, integrity, I've said I'm going, I have to go, I have to show up, I don't want to let anyone down, they're going to think I'm a flake, like all of these things would come in. But if you're just practicing crystal clear communication, it's so okay to change your mind and say yes to what you do really want to go to. And if you don't, then yeah, let it go. Absolutely. How do you ask for more support from your friends? <laughs> CCC. CCC. <laughs> you you open ask. your mouth yeah. and you go, hey, babe, I'd really love some more support with X, Y, or Z. It's exactly how we do it's, it. That's how you do it's it. It's exactly how we do it. Mm-hmm. And... There's maybe stuff you have to move through to get to that point where you feel confident to ask and your worthyometer is dialed right up. Because if you are a 10 out of 10 on the worthyometer, you feel like you can say, hey, babe, I would really love you to check in with me on this or I would love some support with this. But when you're anything but a 10, that's when you're like, oh, no, I don't feel like I can ask. I don't want to be a burden. But this is what we're here for. If you can't ask your friends to help you out with something, we're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. 
A hundred percent. And it is asking, you know, ask and you shall receive. But I think many people are like, oh, I hope she knows. I hope she does. She'll get it. She'll she'll pick it up. Or we do that with our partner. Oh, they'll work it out. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of not speaking and I'm stomping around the house. And it's like, well, they might, but they might in three days. And then your stomping is going to be really loud because you're going to be so frustrated because the, people aren't understanding you. The only way people understand and know anything about us is if we express it. Mm, absolutely. And if you do know what it is that you need, just speaking exactly that and then not just assuming that they're going to know. So, you know, I need support. I, I really need a call right now or I really need a chat or can I come see you tomorrow or can we go for a walk or can you pick up some groceries for me or whatever it might be. Like if you know what you need, then also putting that there in black and white so they don't have to guess. But again, if you don't know what you need to say that, like, I really need some support right now. I don't know what I need, but I'm having a rough time. I'm having trouble. And then they can kind of throw some pieces out there. And sometimes it is just a phone call. It's just a chat. It's just a DNM, just hashing it out, right? Or a cuddle. Yeah. Cuddle. I'm just laughing because <laughs> 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 we're currently all away on a weekend together, staying together. And I go to bed early because mama goes to bed early and all these guys are up giggling to all <laughs> hours of the night. And on the first night I had cacao, which oh, it's just never a good idea for me to have it at late at night. Anyway, I was wired, laying in bed, feeling anxious. And I was like, I'm going to go get Nick to talk about Nick because Nick's down the other end with the guys. They're all I thought you guys may have just been chatting, laying in bed, chatting. Anyway, I opened the door. They're all laying on the floor, <laughs> giggling their heads off. It was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. But I, I was there and I was like, Nick, I feel anxious. I need support. I don't know what's going on. Like, And then Nick's like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Nick couldn't show up for me in that moment. Like he was just. He was in his own world. And so he's like, go lay next to Sally. <laughs> but I, uh, I'm telling you the story because I didn't really know what I needed in that moment, but I knew I just needed something. I knew I just needed some support, but I couldn't articulate exactly what I needed. But what I needed was to go and lay next to Sally and to just talk about how I was feeling. And I felt a million times better and I could go to sleep straight away. So I love that. Go to your friends and practice crystal clear communication. Say. I'm feeling X, I don't know what I need, but I'm here, you know, and that's really brave. It's really brave. And one of the many things I love about you, you always have done to me, which I just love so much, is you will say to me, usually on message, if I'm going through something, if we've had a chat and I've cried on the phone to you <laughs> and then we got off the phone, like you will say to me, I'm leaving my phone on, I'm here for you, my phone is on, I love you you're such an amazing person. I love you. I'm here for you. My phone is on. Like I've never called her back <laughs> no, ever, but <laughs> just knowing that the that door is open. The door is open. Mm. And if at midnight I can't sleep, I know that her phone is on and I can call her, but I never have. But just that door is open and it feels safe. So even just saying those things, it's not likely that your friends are going to call you at midnight, but the door is open. And I just think that's a really beautiful thing that we could all do for all of our friends is say, hey, I'm here. And I know you had a big release or whatever. Text me anytime or call me. My phone is on. 
Mm. And the reason I offer that to people is because often in that time of need where you're awake at midnight or whatever, it's like, oh, I wish I could call Tam or I wish I could call Mel, but mm, maybe I can't. And then we just go into story like, oh, it's a bit late. Oh, this. Oh, Bambi. You know, I could go into a million reasons why I shouldn't or I couldn't or I can't. But if someone says, hey, I'm here anytime, then you just like, okay, she said she's here. I'm going to call because that's what I need right now, especially in those times in the middle of the night sometimes. I mean, it's never really happened, has it? But sometimes one day it might. And we want to know that our friends are there all the time for us. And obviously we turn all of our phones off during the night. So um, that's why we say it as well. It's like, okay, I'm going to leave it on exceptionally because something might happen. Nine times out of ten during the rest of our life, we don't need each other in the middle of the night. But it is just so supportive and you just feel like, oh, someone's got me. You know, I often say, like, I've got you. I'm here for you because that's what we want. We want to be held. We want to be seen. We want to be loved. Yeah, it's very soothing just knowing that there is someone that's that's there because it can feel really isolating. And you can tell yourself stories like, I don't have anyone to call. And that's not true. Like we do, we do. We just have to be brave enough to say, hey, I'm going through something. You know, mental health is such a big thing at the moment. So many people are struggling with mental health and loneliness and depression and anxiety and panic attacks and all of these things. And if we all just felt more connected and more safe and seen and soothed and supported, I feel like half of that would go away. Mm, Yeah. What do they say? Like we're more connected than ever and we're also more disconnected than ever. Yeah, so that's why we want these intimate, nourishing friendships and you only need a few. (laughs) You Really, it's all about quality over quantity. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on to the third part of this episode. There was a lot of questions about how to resolve conflict, how to let go of friends that are no longer serving you. And I've got a couple of things that I would love to share. And then there's some questions. There's actually a lot of questions. But I know for me personally, there has been friendships that you have to let go of or it's time, you know, the season, the reason, a lifetime, you know, that sort of thing. But I would love to hear your perspective on this. There's this thing called ghosting. I personally don't agree with ghosting. I know things can sometimes feel really uncomfortable and it may in the moment feel easier to just shut down and close off and close the door and go. And it might feel easier in the moment, but in the long run, that is never the solution because that's leaving a tab open. It's an open loop. And when we have all of these open tabs, these open loops in our mind, it takes up space. And that space could be used for creativity, for love, for whatever it is that lights you up. But when we've got all these tabs open, it's being taken up. That space is being taken up. So I personally don't ever think ghosting is a good idea. I feel like it's always best to speak about it, resolve it, practice crystal clear communication and close that loop in the most graceful and loving way that you possibly can speak your truth from a place of love. And personally, if you can, I think doing it in person is a really great thing to do, not over text message or, you know, if you have to do it over the phone, maybe 
video call just so you can see each other. I think that's a lot better than just sending a text message or not sending anything at all. And also, if you are going through a friendship breakup or whatever you want to call it, not to gossip or talk behind their back. You can, I think, get perspectives from other people, but I don't think gossiping is ever a good idea. And come back to remembering that not all relationships, including friendships, are a lifetime. They're a season, a reason, and a lifetime. So I'd love your perspective, guys. What do you think about how to resolve and let go of friendships? For me, a couple of big things that come to mind, radical acceptance and compassion. When friendships do break down, it there can be a lot of judgment of how the other person is behaving, what they're saying, what they're doing, how they're handling things, how they're responding, how they're receiving, and just us thinking about how they should be receiving this or how they should be responding or how they should be showing up. But just coming back to the fact that we are different people and just having compassion for where they are in their life at that moment. And they may be in a place where they're not able to go as deep as you want to in the friendship, or they may not be in a place where they want to show up as much as you would like them to show up. Or, you know, there may be a difference in values in the friendships and just having compassion for that person, knowing that that's where they are and you want different things. And it's hard not to get frustrated and angry, but releasing the judgment of how of, of how they're responding or how they're reacting. I think sharing with them how you're feeling, like all those kinds of things, communication is huge. But no matter how they receive it or respond, just accepting it, right? Because we can't choose how they respond. We can't control them. We can't make them like us. We can't make them want what we want, like all of these kinds of things. So coming back to accepting where it's at, accepting reality, and also not getting caught up in potential, you know, like, oh, this friendship could be so good and this friendship could go here and oh, it should be going this way because that person is still living their life and they're choosing to do what they're choosing to do. So allowing them to make those choices, if those choices aren't respecting you or they're not aligned with the friendship, then that's okay. And accepting that and moving away from that, having your own boundaries just really beautiful, strong, clear boundaries and knowing what you want. And then if that friendship's not showing up in the way that you want, then having those boundaries and allowing yourself to say, okay, these aren't meeting my needs. I'm going to have this discussion. If they don't want to shift things up, if they don't agree, that's okay. Like that acceptance is huge. I think we, we hang on for so long and we try so hard and we judge them and say, oh, if they would just do this, if they would just do this, but they're still living their life and what they're doing is their choice and we got to respect that. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful. And I want to speak to a few of the beautiful points that you made, Mel, because they're easier said than done, right? And I know you know that. So I want to just share that and voice that because it's kind of edgy to have these conversations or to have a video call. It's like, you know, I talk about the pep talk. I've had to release a couple of friendships over the past few years and I haven't for, gosh, decades really. And it was challenging and it was about, yeah, practicing crystal clear communication, speaking my truth and really being clear and knowing 
my intention of of what I was sharing with that person. And I can remember being like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. Okay. And, you know, I was like, what are they going to say? What's this? What's that? And I just had to, like, my mind would go there and I would pep talk myself to come back. Like, this is what I need to express and this is what I get to say. And I get to do that. And whatever the reaction is, whatever the response is, acceptance, as Tam said, and know that I'm speaking my truth and I'm not doing it with any malice. I'm doing it from a place of love, always coming from a place of love. And yeah, our needs aren't matching each other anymore or whatever it may be. But yeah, I just wanted to say that it can be hard and I've had these conversations and it's hard. But comes back to that saying, you know, we can do hard things and it's important not to keep those energy loops open, like you said. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's definitely not a walk in the park. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's stretching. Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's edgy and it's stretching. Yes. And on the other side is awesome growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the other side of these uncomfortable conversations is always an upgraded version of ourselves. And yeah, it's just the shimming our way through that discomfort that yeah. we're like, oh, it's so uncomfortable and I don't <laughs> want to do it, but I know I got to do it and I don't want to do it. But there's always growth on the other side. Mm. And you know, some people listening might think, okay, there is one or two conversations that need to be had and it might be making their stomach churn right now, even just thinking about it. But just remember, we can do this. Like we can do hard things. We can do this. And what is worse? Having one conversation that could potentially make you feel really uncomfortable or leaving this loop unopened and that resentment building and building and building and building. I think, yeah, and it's important to think the other person as well, right, they are in a friendship with you when you don't want to be in it, you know. So it's thinking of the other person too and be like, okay, well, I'm going to let them go because this is unfair to hold on to a friendship that I'm no longer invested in and I'm not actually prepared to keep opening and keep leaning in and keep putting all the work in because I'm not checking out, but I'm realizing this is not what I want. So ghosting, yeah, again, like for the other person is awful, but it's so important to have those conversations with the other person so that they can have the space to find friendships that they want that that align with them as well. Because if they're being friends with you and you're not completely there and they're holding on to that, that's draining them. It's a mutual thing. Absolutely. Next question. What's up with people who say they want to get together, but they never do? I've been there. Have you guys had this where you're like, yeah, yeah, let's catch up. Let's catch up. And then it never happens. (laughs) I have a couple of friends like that, but I'm just, I make it happen, hey? Like, <laughs> I'll show up at their door. Oh, <laughs> You're like, hello, knock, oh, knock, 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 knock. Hello, I'm, I'm here. it's Tamsin. <laughs> I know where you, you live. You said this day, you said this time, I'm here. No, I don't have it happen too much. I do have a couple of friends that can be super flaky, but I, I also just had the conversation with them and just be like, hey, these cashups are actually really important to me. I love them so much. I love my time with you. It fills my cup. Like, I can't wait to see you the next time. Or if that, you know, you haven't seen them at all. And then if in that moment you're kind of getting a vibe, they're not really wanting to catch up again, or they're not really as invested as you are, then yeah, then I'll kind of step back and I'm like, oh, okay, they might not be in my inner circle. They might be in my slightly outer circle or the next level out. It comes back to 
recognizing somebody else putting in the same amount of work that you are. Okay. So if you're always going, let's catch up, let's catch up. And they're all going, yes. And then canceling and then yes. And then canceling. Then they're not really putting in, filling, you know, the cup as much as you are. Mm, and it's checking in, isn't it? It's asking the question. If you're noticing something happening over Are and over. you avoiding me? <laughs> Why and are what's you going on? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> Don't stalk. <laughs> but if you're noticing something from a place of love, you're like, oh, I'm noticing this happening. Are they okay? Rather than like, oh my gosh, they don't like me. I'm like, hey, I've noticed this is happening. Are you okay? Is something going on for you? Are you leaning out of the friendship? Whatever it may be, but just that checking in and asking, you know, asking directly with love, not aggressively, we receive answers and then we get clarity and then we can make a decision how we progress. Mm. And you're right. I was just going to say, I love that so much. Are you leaning out of this friendship? Mm. It's just a question. Mm. Like, no charge. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is everything okay? Have you got something going on at home with the kids or your husband? Like I'm just noticing that you, you're you not wanting to catch up as much. Is everything okay? Not what have I done? Mm. Like this is what most of us do. Mm. What did I do? Did I do something wrong? No, it's not about you. <laughs> it's not about you. <laughs> it's not like, and I'm talking to myself here, Melissa. <laughs> it's not about you. Get over it. Like... You don't know what's going on in their world. You don't know that. And they they might not share everything. And so just saying, hey, I'm noticing. I love this, Sally, so much. It's like, hey, I'm noticing that, yeah, you're just not as available or whatever it is or you don't want to catch up as much. Is everything okay? Or are you leaning out of this friendship? And that's not like, are we breaking up? It's mm. a lot softer. Mm. Don't you like me anymore? Yeah, don't it's you like me? Like don't you, it's just, are you leaning out? And yeah. it's like, hey, I might be tapping out now. But I've also had friends that have tapped out for a few years and then tapped back in. Mm. So it's not even like I'm dumping you, I don't like you. It's just like, yeah, I'm leaning out because I need to focus on my husband mm-hmm. or mm. my kids or whatever mm. it is, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes that like, we've had the experience when like sometimes they don't even know that they're doing it. Yeah. You know, you can say, oh, hey, like you've been really disconnected or you've been really distant the last few weeks. Is everything okay? And they're like, oh. Have I? Like, Mm. I've been having a lot going on. I'm sorry I haven't checked in or, you know, I didn't realize that it was not my intention whatsoever. Now I'm aware of that. Like, I do want to check in more and I will make more of an effort because, yeah, communication. Sometimes I don't even know they're doing it. But if someone is constantly canceling on you, then kind of reevaluating, yeah, where they are in the friendship and if they want it as much as you do or if they want the same friendship that you do. Mm. We want to see each other every week. A few times a week. Not everybody <laughs> wants that, you know? Some <laughs> people want to see their friends once a month, whatever that might be, or a phone call. So getting on the same page. Mm, yeah, it's really, really important. I wanted to give an example. Like one of my friends, she's in a few of our Voxer groups. She had an operation and she needed to tap out of all of our Voxer groups. She was like, I just need to focus on healing. Just had an operation. I just need to focus on healing. And we were all like, yeah, of course. You know, nothing is taken personally. It's like, yes, you need to just focus on your healing. And she was like, I just need to tap out of the groups. I'm like, awesome, great. Do what feels right for you. Go, girl. High five. She knew what she needed and she expressed it, which is amazing. And that is honorable. So, yeah, I love that question. When do you know it's time to leave a friendship and how do you do it gracefully? Hmm. Such a good question. When do you know? I mean, for me personally, it always comes back to 
the feeling within me? Like, how am I feeling with inside myself? Like, what am I feeling? Is it starting to feel out of alignment? Are boundaries being crossed? Is it no longer, yeah, lighting me up? That's my compass, you know, those sorts of things. What about you guys? Yeah, very similar. Is it more draining than fulfilling? Is it taking more of my energy than what I'm actually receiving from it? And yeah, always coming back to, yeah, for me, my sacral, coming back to my gut and just really sitting with it and trying to feel into, can I see a solution and can I see it, you know, working out and can I see it moving forward? Or are we in a place where now it's, yeah, it's time to let go. But for me, it's a lot of my decisions are super intuitive. They're not logical. They do come back to my sacral, but also for me, it all comes back to energy with my relationships. And if I'm not feeling uplifted after, you know, hanging out with them or spending time with them, if I'm feeling more drained than anything, then I know that that's not what my body wants. It's not what my soul wants. And it's no longer, yeah, it's no longer the friendship for me. Mm. And then how do we do it? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that comes back to that just expressing, but it's really about are our needs being met, right? Like all of what you've just, both of you have said, it's like are our friendship needs being met in our individual friendships, in those friendship containers? And we want to make sure that both needs are being met. But if we're feeling like, oh, this is feeling, yeah, energetically draining or like a burden or like, oh, I've got to catch up with Sonia again, like that is a, that's a hell no. Mm, That's a clear sign. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I like the checking in with the energy. And yeah, then I go back to our previous question of how to go about that and having those conversations, which like I said, are edgy, but so important to not have those energetic loops open and just stretching yourself just because you were friends with them since primary school or something like that. I think too, like when you are having those conversations or deciding to have those conversations, having a little support network, like Melissa said, not gossiping, not putting the other person down, but having a little support network during that time because it is hard. It is emotionally draining. You know, you ha- sometimes it's sleepless nights, it's high stress, there's anxiety around it. So maybe letting a couple of girlfriends know what's going on or even just one girlfriend know what's going on so that if things do hit the fan or if it doesn't go very well or if it really hurts afterwards and you are really upset, then you've got someone there that you know who knows what you're going through and who knows what's happening. There's nothing more isolating than trying to have hard conversations like that than feeling really alone afterwards because that can be super triggering of, you know, some wounds that we have. So, yeah, asking for support around those conversations as well. And then that person can be your cheerleader because you're often going into a conversation feeling like, oh, my gosh, I feel nervous, I feel edgy, like, this is stretching. But if you've got one sister going, you can do hard things. You can do hard things. You know, you can do this, Melissa. Like you can have this conversation and then you go and have the conversation and then you can come back and go, I did it. Mm. You know, like, and you can celebrate that stretching moment together. It's not about gossiping or anything like that. It's just about going, well done, babe. I know how stretching that was for you and you did it and high five. Good on you for doing that. Mm, and sharing with that person like, oh, this is what I learned. This is what came up. This is what it reminded me of. This is all of that can help to have a dialogue with a friend, a mentor, whatever it is to have those conversations. So it's not just in our head because we can't get super clear when it's just in our head. So yeah, I love that. Beautiful. I also wanted to just 
inject this because this comes back to self-love and knowing yourself on a really deep level. We can't be all things to everyone at the same time, like you said before, Tam. I know my capacity in a week. I know how much is too many (laughs) catch-ups. I know what could potentially tip me over the edge of like overwhelm before I've even gotten to the catch-up. And I know what's not enough. So when you go within and you inquire within, you start to know, okay, well, is two catch-ups a good amount for me? Or is it maybe like just one on the weekend? Or is it one every two weeks? Like just know what feels good for you. What is going to fill you up? And then you can schedule that in. You can put that in your calendar so that you're nourishing those relationships. And I just wanted to share that because I know for me, I know my capacity and my capacity is different now having Bambi. It's completely different. My capacity before Bambi was I could have a group catch up every day. I'm like, all the parties, everyone come over. Let's have a dinner party. Let's do it. It's very different now. Like it's very, very different. Just energy level wise, like I can feel within myself, my energy is different because so much of my energy is going to her. So I know my capacity. So then when, you know, someone in my outer circle or might say, let's have a cup of tea and a loco love as much as I would love to, I'm like, I'm going to need maybe three weeks. Let's do it in three weeks time and we can book that in, but I can't do it right now. And I feel like that just makes you such a beautiful friend and makes you a better sister knowing your capacity because then you're not saying yes and over committing and then cancelling all the time. You know, like that question we had earlier, what do I do when my friend says yes and then cancels all the time? Like if you are that person, then maybe re-looking at, yeah, your capacity and what you're saying yes to. And like Sally said earlier, you can't say yes to everything and you're saying yes to everything, you're saying no to yourself. So you're just really evaluating your capacity for sure. And when it comes, you know, those differences, Sally and I are the complete opposite. We can't do those big group things all the time. And we know that. So we are pretty firm in what we say yes to and what we say no to. But yeah, it all comes back to that self-love and self-worth and it makes you a better friend. Mm. And we all we all know that we like to have like a day or an afternoon to ourselves, like individually, like we need, we can't just spend all the week, I mean, we, right now we are spending all the weekend together, but then we're like, we know that tomorrow we've all got solo time or internal time planned, right? Because we know that we need that. We want all of the connection, especially when we go away for a weekend, it's so much fun. And we also know how to fill our cup maybe afterwards or that fills us, but how to completely fill it to the top. You know, it's just knowing that. And we're all kind of a little bit individual in that, but we all understand that about each other and ourselves. Exactly. Like we're away this weekend together and we leave tomorrow. There's no social catch-ups for me tomorrow. I'm not seeing anyone besides Nick and Bambi. Like I'm not catching up with anyone. I might not even talk to another human being tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But that's because I know my capacity and I know that tomorrow it's fill up me time. And when Bambi is sleeping, I will be horizontal as well, Mm -hmm. having a lay down too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, go within, know what your capacity is and it will change. Pre-kids to after kids, it'll change, whatever. Partner, capacity is going to change when you have a partner, when you don't have a partner. So 
just tune in to what feels good for you. Okay, next question. How do you accept a lifelong friendship is over? Like school friends, you know, that friendship that you've had for a really long time. I think what's coming up is that like attachment, right? Like, oh, but we've been friends for so long. This is what people do in relationship. Oh, we've been together for 10 years. Like, can it really be over? Could we salvage it? Could we make it last forever? And that radical acceptance, as Tam said, and non-attachment to something having to last a lifetime, right? I have a question for you. What if it's still something that you really want and that you feel that you can still contribute to and that you can... Like they're breaking up with you mm-hmm. and you you don't want And you it. don't want that. And not necessarily, yeah, there is attachment there for sure. But because you think they're making the wrong decision, you know, like you feel like it doesn't have to be over. Mm. I mean, to me, that still comes back to I'm grasping and I'm like, please don't mm. leave me. And if I want you to be happy and that means not being in a friendship with me, then it's like, okay, that hurts. Like being broken up with. It's like, oh, I would have preferred to stay together and Mm. keep seeing you or stay married to you. And you don't want that. Do we want to be engaged, intimate, whatever, with someone who doesn't want that from us? And that comes back to worth, right? Yeah, 100%. And there's going to be some grieving after that, you know, like when we lose these friendships or relationships, there's a huge grieving period, grieving of what you thought it could be, what you thought it was going to be, what you wanted. Like there's so much grieving. There's a lot of wounds there that might get triggered, maybe abandonment wounds, so many things going on. So allowing yourself the space to heal and to grieve after that and not just go, oh, it was just a friendship. I don't deserve to, you know, take all this time to grieve. Like it's huge. Friendships mm-hmm. are huge. So yeah, grieving time for sure. I feel like they're not the same as a romantic relationship, of course, but when a relationship is coming to an end or long-term friendship is over, it's like we should approach it maybe the same way we would a breakup. Like, yeah, let's grieve this. Let's go through our process. But often it's just like, let's sweep it under the carpet and not actually address how I'm really feeling and I'm hurt. You know, that was sad. I thought that was a great thing that we had going on there. But clearly, you know, the other person didn't think that. So, yeah, I feel like we do need to close those loops, like I said. And one of my favorite sayings is everything's always unfolding the way it's supposed to. And I know that can feel really challenging in the moment, especially when you love that person and you want them in your life, but maybe they don't want to be in your life. It can feel really challenging. But for some reason, the universe is making space. The universe is making space for other soul sisters to come in. Mm, That are 1000% committed to the kind of friendship that you want and what you're willing to provide. Mm, And if you feel like you want to express, you know, like want to express, hey, I really appreciated our friendship and I'm so grateful for the many years that we've spent together, you know, express that. It's, It's like, conscious uncoupling we can do that in friendships and it doesn't have to be like oh okay you're leaving okay fine slam the door walk out it can really be thank you for what we had and I'm acknowledging that and I wish it wasn't over and I understand that that's how it is and I'm going to have to go back and you know reconcile that with myself but not project it onto you because you've made your decision I respect you and just express that gratitude it doesn't mean that you're groveling and saying oh my gosh please please not begging it's just like okay I want to express how I feel because it's how I feel. 
Wouldn't it be amazing if we did do that and say, yeah, thank you for our time together. I really loved our time together. It was so beautiful. I learned X, Y, and Z. These are my favorite memories of us. And this is really hard for me and I'm going to go and grieve. Like, how vulnerable would that be? Mm. Like if we actually said that, but Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever said that. Gosh, way easier said than done. I know, but like imagine if we did and then that other person would be like, oh, wow, okay. I Yeah. That was that was yeah. a really beautiful. I went back in. Yeah, I'm, I'm tapping back in. <laughs> I, I did just practice this with someone I was dating. You know, they closed the container, and I expressed, "Okay, I respect your decision, and I'm really grateful for the time we spent together. I really appreciated this." Da 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 da. Because that was my truth and Mm. I wasn't making that decision. It wasn't like, oh, my gosh, don't leave me. It was just that's what I really felt that I needed to say because that's Mm. how I felt. And that that takes so much strength, like Mm. commending you for that. That takes so much strength and it's so beautiful because I've never been able to do that with an Mm. ex-partner. You know, it's for me, (laughs) being a beautiful Cancer moon, I need to go into my little cave to heal and to work things out and to shift my emotions around so I can actually work out what's going on. So, yeah, no. Congratulate you for that. That's incredible. (laughs) Well done, sister. (laughs) How do you move through the hurt of growing apart? Like, you know, that slow drifting apart, you can both kind of feel it. It's uncomfortable. I feel like it comes back to having a conversation. Communication. Communication. Be like, where are you at? How are you feeling? Are you feeling this too? Or is this just me? How do you want to move forward with this? You know, are we just moving from the inner circle to the middle circle or to the outer circle? Just, yeah, communication for sure. And getting really clear on, again, coming back to you, getting clear on what you want, what you value, what your needs are. And if they're not being met, then coming back to that acceptance of letting it go. Mm, yeah. Because I think some people's boundaries can mean that cannot match our needs. You know, if you've got this need for all the time together and catching up all the time and spending nights, like inviting yourself to your house, which is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, Every weekend. We're <laughs> always <much>. welcome. <laughs> Family nights. <laughs> and that that's their boundary. That's like, oh, okay, I can see that, that that doesn't match. And sometimes things don't match, you know, and it might happen over time where things shift because we're always shifting. The only guarantee and the only constant in life is change. So we're always shifting and someone might be shifting and their boundaries are, are shifting and then your needs are shifting or growing or whatever it is and you're like oh we're not aligning here and it can be hard and it is hurtful because we maybe maybe not hurtful from that person but just we might feel the hurt and it could be from past traumas or it could just be like oh it's sad you know sometimes we just feel sad and that's okay and just to be allowing ourselves the space and time to feel sad and to feel hurt to feel upset or to feel whatever it is I think is everything because we often sweep it away like you said For sure. And I feel like, because I'm just reflecting on some friendships that I've had, if they do feel like they're slowly drifting apart, kind of just looking at that and being like, okay, is that what I want? And if it's not what I want and actually do want to bring it back together, what do they want it? And then what needs to happen? And a lot of the time it's neither or both aren't investing enough into the friendship and meeting each other's needs, even if they want to, maybe they haven't communicated clear enough and, you know, known each other's love languages and been prepared to show up in that way. So 
yeah, sometimes they are going to drift apart and you kind of chat and you're like, well, we just don't have the time anymore and it's just not aligned anymore and that was a chapter. But sometimes it might be, no, I really want this friendship as much as you do and I don't want to drift apart. And then, yeah, cutting and chatting about, okay, well, what can we put in place that's actually going to bring us closer back together again so we can have the friendship that we want? Mm. Absolutely. So beautiful. How do you break up with a friend over 18 years that's not aligned in anything but she still calls? Mm, Yeah, some of these are just really edgy, hard conversations, aren't they? And they can bring up a lot and we can get on our good girl and people pleasing, like I don't want to upset somebody, I don't want to make someone feel like this. But it comes back to how are you feeling? Are you morphing yourself into this person of being upset about something or putting up with that pain just to save somebody else from some potential pain. We don't know. We can just be projecting that, oh, we're going to break their heart and they're going to be distraught for the next 12 months. And this is, you know, I'm being a little bit simple here, but this is adulthood, isn't it? Where we have, we get to have, and we have to have sometimes these really hard conversations that are really awkward and with no one, there's no guidebook, there's no handbook. And the common way now is ghosting. And as we said, that isn't the way and it doesn't feel good to do. And it definitely doesn't feel good to have that happen. But yeah, just to express kind of like what you were saying before, Tam, like I'm, I'm noticing and I'm feeling like we've kind of grown apart here and you're focusing more in this area or you're on here and our values are misaligned or anything like that. And sometimes it might be, I feel my investment in in this relationship is is lessening and I don't have as much space and energy anymore and I love you and I want the best for you and whatever that is and I can feel that I'm leaning out a little bit and again that can be really hard to say and it's also if it's honest it's honest and if you're speaking your truth and you're being honest that's all you want from people like you don't Mm. want them to be lying to appease you And to people, please, like, I want you to be honest. It saves me a lot of headache and Mm. going around in my own head wondering, does she want to be in this? Does she not want to be in this? Like, I know, you know, so we have to come back to speaking our truth in the most loving and kind way that we possibly can. That's really practicing CCC is kind of the answer to all of these questions. It really is. And, you know, the question states 18 years plus, like we can put so much value on that. We put weight and value and meaning on things. You know, you could give me a cup and I could be like, oh, this is a cup. It's from my best friends. I can, it's the best cup ever. And then someone will buy the same cup and it's just a cup and they break it and like, oh, well, I'll just break the cup. But we put meaning on things. And I get that time means more memories, more experiences, all of that. And are we putting all of this weight on something? that's actually heavy and making things harder for ourselves that we're voluntarily doing to ourselves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. It's all stories. Like we attach these stories to everything. Everything is a story. Broccoli is good for me is a story. Working out is good for me. It's a story. Eating McDonald's is bad for me. That's a story. They're all stories that we tell ourselves and we give them meaning. We label them. We judge them good, bad, right or wrong. So check in with the stories that you're telling yourself about these friendships, about everything, because that's what we need to look at. Should you reconnect with a friend after being ghosted or falling out or move on? How do you know? Firstly, there are no shoulds. 
<laughs> yes. Stop shooting all over the place. Stop shooting. Stop <laughs> shooting. The place should with could. Coming back to how it feels for you. For some people, it's going to feel good to do that and they're going to feel like it's right for them. I feel like this comes back to really individual. For me personally, that's a betrayal of trust. I've leaned in, I've been vulnerable. They've kind of hurt me when I've been in that space and that's a betrayal of trust. You can go down the road of, okay, well, am I open to that building back trust again? But they have to kind of be there too. I feel it's so nuanced and it's so individual, but there's definitely no should. It completely comes back to you and what feels good to you. If it feels good in your heart and your soul, you know, to reach out and go back, then work through that, you know, and you may find that it happens again. And then from there, you you can learn these things. But someone saying, no, you shouldn't do that. No, that's not right. It's for me, it's only going to make me want to do it firstly, <laughs> but you're not going to learn anything from that. Some of our biggest lessons are learned from making mistakes. Not necessarily, not saying that it is a mistake, but they learn from making mistakes. So that's my little. Hmm. And I think sometimes, I mean, it keeps coming back to checking in, asking, because that that is maybe what's happening and they've ghosted you. Maybe something's going on for them as well, you know, looking at it from a different perspective. Is there something going on for them and they just don't have the capacity, the ability, the skills to express it and they're just feeling bad or they've heard us. St- I mean, there could be so many explanations. So you could ask and just say, hey, I'm noticing this is happening and it doesn't feel good for me expressing that. I'm feeling like you're leaning out of the friendship and just checking in. If that's what we want to do, I'd rather do it consciously and respectfully and having a conversation about it rather than just you disappearing because that's kind of what it feels like you're doing. So that could be an approach as well. It really, I mean, we don't know the intricacies of the question, but one of those I'm sure will be supportive. Mm, I love that. So beautiful. And I absolutely have loved this conversation so much. And if I didn't have to go and breastfeed, we'd probably talk for another seven hours. (laughs) Yes, the rest of the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else that you guys want to share on this topic? I feel like one thing that kind of comes up in relationships is the grass is always greener on the other side, right? And that comes up a lot. So applying to friendships is the same thing, mate. It's really important to evaluate whether it is time to leave or whether it needs more work because no friendship is perfect. Our friendships aren't perfect. They take work. We have hard conversations, but we are also committed to putting in the work with each other. So the grass isn't necessarily always greener. Don't look at our friendships and go, oh, I want that. All my friends are are not that, so I'm going to dump them and go find that. Like You work at your friendships to get them to where you want them obviously evaluate if they're not going the way that you need. But yeah, the grass is not always greener. Mm. And I think like we put in what we want to put in and we get to decide what we want our relationships to look like. Like we've talked about really intimate, how our relationship is. And if you don't want relationships like that, that's okay too. It's what you want. And then you get to put that in and then find people, call in people that will also nourish you in the same way and align at the level of relationship, friendship, intimate relationship, whatever it is that you want, because there's someone out there for everyone. 
You know, there's friends who want all in, there's friends who want distance, there's pent, like there's everything. And we get to create what feels right for us, this friendship that we have, this little three-way <laughs> friendship <laughs> threesome. that we have. <laughs> That's our group chat name. It's called yes, Threesome. It is. <laughs> With a little love heart. Yes. Yeah. That's, it's not for everyone. And this isn't the way. There is just not one way. So check in with you and and get clear on what you want and then be that and then it will come your way beautiful and there's never an a full stop there's never an end you know friendships are like all relationships they take time energy investment and the more that we invest into them the more that they're going to grow and evolve and yeah find people that are willing to deposit into your friendship bank the same and meet your needs at the same level. And yeah, I think, like I said, at the very start of this going full circle, don't look at anything, like don't look at us and think that it's perfect. I, nothing is perfect, you know, besides Bambi, she's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> we all agree on that. Yes. But, you know, don't compare yourself, you know, don't compare yourself to other friendships on Instagram. Don't compare yourself to us. Invest what you want into your friendships. Speak your truth. Practice crystal clear communication. Have some uncomfortable conversations if you need to. But know at the very core that you are so worthy of beautiful, divine, amazing relationships. We all are. Every single one of us is worthy of beautiful friendships in our life and it makes life so rich. And so they're like the glitter on top of the cake, you know, the sprinkles. They Sharing your life with your friends is so amazing. I say to Nick all the time, I, I don't like being a single parent, I don't know how they do it because there's so much of Bambi that I turn to him and I'm like, did you just see that? Like you get to share that. And that's the same with friends, you know, like we get to share these beautiful moments together and it just enriches my life and you guys enrich my life so much. And I want to thank you for coming on the potty. It's been so fun. So fun. Thank you. And I love you both so, so much. Thank you for being my sisters. Thank you for opening your heart to me. Thank you for accepting me just the way I am, quirks and all, (laughs) and for being your true selves and allowing me into your hearts. I just adore you both. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank Thank you. you. We love you you. so much. We love each other. I love you too. (laughs) Yay. So much love in this room right now. I know. (laughs) Can we go eat brownies? Yes. 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 Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. I love you guys. And that's a wrap of our two-part friendship series. I had so much fun doing these two episodes with these beautiful angels. And if I didn't have to go and breastfeed, we would most likely have talked for seven more hours. Probably seven. Yeah, I'm guessing seven. I loved this conversation so much and I really hope you got a lot out of it too. And if you did, please subscribe to the show and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that all of my episodes will pop up in your feed so that you don't have to go searching for a new episode. And please come and tell me on Instagram what you got 
out of this episode and last week's episode. And if you haven't listened to part one, go back to last week's episode and listen to that and this one. And please come and let me know on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini what you got from both of these episodes. I would absolutely love to hear from you and connect with you. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and for completing another episode on my show. I am so grateful that you're here. I absolutely love doing this show for you. And I want to honor you for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself, and for showing up today for you. You rock. You showed up today for yourself. You want to better yourself. And that deserves a high five. So I am giving you a high five from over here. Now, if there is someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.